Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. Welcome to episode 35 of From the Den, where today we're discussing week 12 of football, going on to week 13, and oh boy, is there a lot to discuss more so, we would like to not discuss a lot about the Bears. It makes me sad. It makes Benjamin sad. We're going to hopefully talk more about positives next week when they play the Lions, which I think is a very winnable game. We'll, we'll get there. Even the Bears might lose that game, but we're, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just kind of sad about this Bears loss, obviously. We'll get to that later in the episode, though. For now, we can just go over our picks and do our predictions like normal. I started off last episode when we got into our Thanksgiving picks saying, if there's one week to solidify your status as a picker, it's got to be this week. And, and we both tell you, I, my picks were mediocre at best. I went nine and six this week. Oren might have done a little bit better because I think I, if you got. I went 11 and four, but. Whoa. Wait, what you, which picks did you get right? I know you, you got. You got. You got. We we switched on Chiefs Buccaneers. And oh, you picked the Chiefs. Oh, that's it. You got the Chiefs and Patriots. Patriots Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go through the games. And obviously, um, Raven Steelers has been canceled. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Postponed, but we haven't got to it yet. Postponed. Yeah. Um, right now, it's set to play at Wednesday. I guess we'll talk about that at the very end because I might want to change my prediction for that week. All right. Texans Lions. The Texans looked very good. Their offense was clicking. Unfortunately, Will Fuller won't be playing because he got suspended. Um, the Lions really looked depleted. Lions got 25 points, led up 41. I mean, Matt Patricia was fired. Their general manager was fired. Not looking too good for them, Lions. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Uh, if there's one positive, if you're a Lions fan to take away from this loss, it's that Matt Patricia was fired. Uh, I've heard that some Lions fan even donated to Deshaun Watson's charity because of how happy that they were that Matt Patricia finally got fired. Um, As a Texans fan, an interesting point that Tony Romo brought up on the broadcast was that the Texans have had an incredibly hard schedule and it's easy to look at this team and think of them as bad. I think that they might be underestimated just because of how hard the teams they've had to play thus far have been uh, definitely showing up on Thanksgiving at least. Yeah. Um, all right. On to the next game, Washington football team versus Dallas Cowboys. I thought Dallas Cowboys had a really good game against the Vikings. We both picked Dallas Cowboys. Oh boy. Were we wrong? Um, Antonio Gibson ran all over this defense. I mean, their Cowboys offense really wasn't good. Yeah, I have to. There are certain teams that I don't trust and certain teams that I keep banking on. For some reason, I feel like if you look back at all my picks, I would have picked the Cowboys to win a lot of games. I even think I had Cowboys over Seahawks at the very start, but back then it made sense. It it was with Dak Prescott. Point being, I've picked the Cowboys a lot this year, considering how bad their record is and how bad of a team they've been. Another bad mistake for me this week. Uh, Washington might actually be legit. I not not legit legit, but you need so little to be good in this division, and I think that um, Washington actually might have enough to succeed. 
in that they Alex Smith is leading them and their defense is looking pretty good. Yeah, and it seems like Alex Smith is getting a bit better and better. They have a good run game. And the upcoming schedule really isn't that bad. When you when you consider you look at the Giants' schedule, it's really them and the Giants competing for that division. It's kind of funny because I, I feel like before the year, those were the two least picked teams to be succeeding. But um, Washington, I think, can go out and outdo out the Giants just in the sense that they have a way easier schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Chargers, Bills. We both picked the Bills. Chargers offense looked maybe it's worse. It's looked with Justin Herbert or one of the worst performances they've had. Um, Bills get the win. That's that. Not much to be said. All right. Titans, Colts. I have Derrick Henry on my fantasy team. Oh, boy. was it? A- Ooh, what a great first half for him. Oh boy, was it a fun day. I wish the Colts kept scoring because if the Colts kept scoring, Henry would have kept getting the ball. That would have been scary. Yeah, with most teams normally when you're scoring or when you're in a tight matchup, you want to throw the ball. With the Titans, it's Derrick Henry no matter what. I understand what you're saying. And the Colts, they really got what wasn't very pretty. Yeah, we'll say that. They got demolished. I was right in that these are two good teams pretty evenly matched so they're gonna split the series one and one the interesting thing is though neither of the games were close in the two times the titans have played the colts colts won by double digits titans win by double digits um maybe we'll get a third matchup here in the playoffs that'll be interesting i like both these teams i think that they are interesting come january all right vikings panthers this might surprise you but i'm not so sure if as a vikings fan i would be so i would be even happy after that game yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. It wasn't a pretty win. It might have been, it was arguably the most entertaining game of this week. Just so many twists and turns, not only in the fourth quarter, but really starting in the first half with those two consecutive fumble recovery touchdowns on the Panthers side of the ball. Um, just a crazy game all around. It felt a bit like the Lions-Bears game because if you don't remember, the Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater missed a wide open DJ Moore. He missed the kick. There were so many things that the Panthers did poorly. They just missed on these easy, easy, easy things. He missed a wide open DJ Moore for a touchdown earlier yeah. in the game. They had so many opportunities to win this game. And the Vikings, the Vikings did not win this game. The Panthers lost this game. And that's why I said as a Vikings fan, I wouldn't be like ecstatic but, about this. But game. I mean, I come I understand that there's a lot of mistakes on the Vikings side of the ball, especially like that the two fumbles, like I mentioned in the muff punt, but I have to give the Vikings some credit. You can't just only say the Panthers were choking. I understand what you're saying, but still Kirk cousins, the man who's claimed to not, um, people call him not clutch at all. He came in the clutch. Uh, the defense forced a stop after that muff punt. So I think that there was some heroism on the Vikings team, but I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, I, a win is a win, no matter what. Because obviously, if you win, you have to do some things right. But I'm saying this isn't like a statement win for the Vikings, who I think need to win out to even make the playoffs. And they have a hard schedule. This will not get it done. Not even close. Mm. All right. On to Browns, Jaguars. The Browns are 8-3. and three. No one's talking about them. And the reason no one's talking about them is because they haven't really beaten a good team. And they and they win by two against the Jaguars. Well, I I think that people are now starting to realize the Browns because people are seeing the record. They have the same record as the Seahawks, 
but it's completely different because the Seahawks, they've been quality teams. The Seahawks, you you know what you're getting from the Seahawks. The Browns, you know what you're getting from both teams, and you know that when the Browns come to playoff time, they're not going to win a playoff game. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. I could be proven wrong, but I'm saying they don't really come up under the bright lights, and that's a problem. Yeah. All Giants, right. Bengals, Daniel Jones gets injured in mid-game. Giants are right now on top of their division, but we'll see if they can sustain that after having Daniel Jones be injured. So I guess this was a battle of the backup quarterbacks come the second half, as, of course, Joe Burrow suffered that gruesome leg injury last game. Giants squeak ahead 19-17, to gave their fans a scare near the end of the game. Not a very confidence-inducing win like Oren was talking about with the Vikings, but when you're in the NFC East, anything is possible, and I'm sure that fans of New York are very excited that their team is number one right now. I personally think that Washington could pull ahead in this division, except looking at their schedule, it's hard. They've got a rough next few games, so I'd have to see who has the best schedule. to see. Benjamin, listen to the Giants' schedule. Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. Wow. What about, then what's, what's Washington's schedule? Washington, sorry, let me pull that up. It's not as hard. It's still hard, but those are four lo- those are four losses. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna, but those are four losses for a Giants team and one the Cowboys that I can see the Cowboys squeaking out. The 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 Washington is the Steelers, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Panthers, the Eagles. I think the Eagles, Panthers, and the 49ers are all winnable games. They're not all three going to be one. I think those are going to be come both. All three are going to be close games. But then again. Those three are winnable games. The only real winnable game the Giants have is the Cowboys. So mm-hmm. I, I would pick the Reds, the football team, to win this division, but also we're not doing that. So Cardinals, Patriots, Orin, you win. You beat me on this one. I doubted you in picking the Patriots over the Cardinals, but I now understand what you're saying. Bill Belichick is great against young quarterbacks, especially running quarterbacks, which I think that you can expand on. Um, Kyler Murray threw a couple of interceptions, but so did Cam Newton. And it took a last-minute field goal, or end-the-game field goal for the Patriots to win. So it was by no means a blowout. And while I know that you might say, I watched how Bill Belichick stopped Kyler Murray, and I think that after this game, I gained respect for Kyler Murray. I know that sounds crazy because how you saw him play, but you know what Bill Belichick had to do? He had to take his two um, outside rushers he had to pretty much have them contain and put their hands up every single time the ball was thrown. He had two middle linebackers or just at two, any two defensive players on the line of scrimmage and making sure he didn't run. He pretty much had four players trying to contain Kyler Murray. And while it worked, if you need four players to contain one player, that's not going to work very often. Mm-hmm. I think that if the Cardinals came into the game, knowing that the Patriots were going to do that, that they would be able to scheme for that and it would be a dominant performance by the Cardinals. But that that's that's off topic. All right. Got it. Dolph Jets. I thought this game was closer than it really was, 20 to 3. I really I know that this is a 17-point win, but it just didn't feel really like a convincing win for the, the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I guess that it just proves that the Dolphins are a team led by their defense. The Jets are the worst offensive team in the NFL and the worst team. But 
still the Dolphins forced the Jets to no touchdowns, just measly three points. And even when they put up 20, which isn't great, their defense really leads the way for this Dolphins team. And again, I'm very intrigued by the Dolphins going into the playoffs, if they can make that push. Yeah, the Dolphins are a really, really interesting team. All right, on to Raiders-Falcons. And I would like to say, this game was crazy. And it is shown by the fact that Nathan Peterman had a better passer rating than Derek Carr. Yeah. Who, who would have expected that? Who I mean, ex- the Falcons defense, one of, if not the worst passing defense this year, led by uh, going against one of the most efficient and turnover, the opposite of turnover prone. He very little turnovers, Derek Carr. I was just talking about how underrated Derek Carr was last week on the podcast, I believe. And now he yeah. comes out with this big flop. That's me jinxing it, I guess. Wow. Like I mean, every week we have like one team or player that we like really praise and they do terrible. Last week was Derek Carr. The week before that, we were like praising the Dolphins. Oh, they're so good. And yeah, they and then they, they flop. Who do they lose to? Broncos, two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Who are we going to praise this week? Who are we going to praise? All right, let's pick up the pace a little bit moving on. Saints-Broncos. I mean, I would say pretty much every matchup this week is interest, was interesting for some reason. Once you get close to playoff time, things be, get, get more interesting. Because if you look at the games that weren't close, at least were fun, like Raiders-Falcons and Saints-Broncos, although it was such a boring game. I mean, the storyline of, of course, the Broncos having no eligible quarterbacks and having to start... Uh, a wide receiver moved up for the practice squad. And then the Saints also really not starting a true quarterback, starting Taysom Hill. So there are no quarterbacks in that game. That's always intriguing. Uh, Saints did what was expected of them. And uh, I'm forgetting, what's the, what was the Broncos quarterback name? I think Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton played like he was expected to through one completion, 31 to ex- Saints. He played, he played quarterback in college. I expected him to be better. He threw more completions to the defense than to the offense. I mean, like, I expected that better, but... What's the Saints' record? Three losses? Three losses, that's it. Wow. That is... They're not being talked about as one of the Super... I mean, I haven't heard a lot of talks about the Saints in terms of the Super Bowl, considering that they are the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah. Do you see the Saints in the Super Bowl, even? Yeah, I mean, I could, but then again, every year you see the Saints in the Super Bowl because they're a Super Bowl team, elite defense... Great offense. Yeah. I mean, every year they are, but never pans out for them. So I feel like that's the one team I can't talk about. All right. 49ers Rams. I feel like Sean McVay's kryptonite is the 49ers. The 49ers are their kryptonite. I don't know what it is. Nick Mullins had a bad day. Raheem Mostert had a bad day. I don't know what it was. Raheem Mostert had a touchdown coming off an injury, but he did fumble. So I know what you're saying. Fumble, he had 2.7 yards per carry. But still, I mean, it's crazy that they won. And they beat a good Rams team. I think teams need to look at how the 49ers beat the The 49ers, I would say, dominated the Rams earlier this year. The Rams came back. They had time to evaluate, see what they did wrong against the worst team, against a backup quarterback without their best offensive weapon. Their defense is all hurt. And they still lost. So I think that the 49ers just are a really well-coached team who knows how to beat the Rams. Well, this is what I was talking about in that the Rams are pretty are a pretty unpredictable team. I'd, they're definitely not elite. I'd like to think that they're making the playoffs, but 
they've lost to the Dolphins. They've lost to the 49ers. And again, I don't know if that's a testament more to the Rams play or the 49ers play. Very interesting things going on in that NFC West division right now, since really all four teams are making a playoff push, or at least the 49ers somewhat. Yeah. All right. Buccaneers, Chiefs. Chiefs only won by three, but don't let the score deceive you. The Chiefs really won by a good amount. But the no, Buccaneers- to, be, to be honest, I mean, if you're looking at the first half, Chiefs obliterated them. But Buccaneers made a commendable comeback near the end, scoring a touchdown with four minutes left. But uh, the Chiefs just wound out the clock basically for the rest. While, while I do believe that if the Buccaneers kept scoring, the Chiefs would have kept scoring, the Buccaneers threw two interceptions in the red zone, one that was just tipped, one that was a bad throw by Tom Brady. So, I mean, it might have been closer. You're right. It might have been closer than it really looked. But in reality, I thought the Buccaneers didn't play up to their competition. and The Chiefs just really dominated. Not dominated, but the Chiefs – had a very good game. And they came out guns a-blazing, and I can't let this podcast go by without talking about Tyreek Hill's performance. I mean, oh, my that goodness. Was what was it, 260 yards, maybe more? I think people, people look touchdowns. at – People look at, like, receivers like DK Metcalf as these, like, freaks of nature. How they're, like, big, strong, and fast. But look at – Tyreek Hill, he's just fast and he's dominating as much well, debatably. I think that when someone's short, the expectation is that that's all they're going to be. They're just a speedster. But really, guys like Tyreek Hill are proving he has the route running ability. He has everything else, but just he's a little bit undersized. So I think that takes away uh, yeah. from what people think of him. Not a 50-50 receiver. That's his only knock. But I mean, yeah. you don't really need him to be. Mahomes doesn't throw a lot of balls. That yeah, are because either. when you're being a guy, it doesn't have to be a 50-50 ball. Mahomes is just going to put it in the right spot right in front I mean, of you. I mean, if you have Trubisky or Foles, it'll probably be a bit underthrown, so we'll have to do 50-50. Yeah, but exactly, I, exactly. Um, who knows? All right, Seahawks-Eagles. Again, what is going on with Carson Wentz? He's making bad throw after bad throw against the one of the worst defenses in history. I thought they weren't able to do anything offensively. It was so sad. They got 17 points with eight of them coming in the last second. They really got nine points against one of the worst defenses in NFL history. I think it's like bottom three in NFL history. This Eagles team is just sad. Yeah, I would. I think that's a good way to put it. They are a sad Eagles team. I don't know... Carson Wentz has got problems with his mechanics. Doug Peterson is calling the wrong plays. Would you put in Jalen Hurts at this point if you're the Eagles? I mean, honestly, you paid Carson Wentz so much money. But then again, it's not like you're – I guess they are competing for a playoff spot. But in reality, like, they should be looking to develop um, Hurts. And if Hurts doesn't do that well, they should be looking to use their high draft pick on a quarterback. Or on the offensive – They're already abandoning Wentz. I mean, Wentz was fine last year, but if you look at him this year, I just cannot see how you can fix the damage that is done. Game in and game out, he's making terrible decisions. He's he's like Trubisky, but 10 times worse. Oh, yeah. Like, Would you rather have Wentz or Trubisky? Trubisky. Even if you take contracts aside, Trubisky is statistically better in almost all categories. Wow. Okay. Let's get to our picks for the next week. Let's brush through this you ready saints falcons i have the saints i mean the falcons did just come off a big win you made the mistake of taking the falcons last time saints played the falcons with Taysom hill that was just two weeks ago don't make the mistake again good call 
Hi. Uh, uh, you're so I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. I think that you were starting to say that the Falcons did come off an inspiring victory, but so did the Saints. I have no reason after seeing how much the Saints dominated before the Falcons. Uh, I have no reason to believe that they'll win this one. So give me the Saints just like you, Oren. Okay, Browns-Titans. Interesting matchup. I have a feeling we're both going to pick the Titans because I'm always um, – I always don't like picking the Browns. I don't know why. Just They're not a team I trust. But I don't know, Oren. You tell me. What are you thinking about Browns-Titans? I'm going to pick the Titans just because, like you said, the Browns are not a team I trust. I think that the Browns – I think that the Titans are one of the Browns' hardest opponents for the sole fact that when you play Derrick Henry, your offense has less time because you're running the ball. Running the ball leads to less time for your for the other team's offense. And if Baker Mayfield has to throw the ball a lot and they're not able to run the ball either because if you run the ball on offense, one team, the other team really can't run the ball that much because then they're going to be behind. Derrick Henry and the Titans' offense execute very well. The Browns are winning on the run game, but if you're going to be behind most of the game, you can't really run the ball. You put that ball in Baker Mayfield's hand, and that concerns me. Yeah, you lost me a little bit there. I'm not going to lie, but I like the Texans. I mean, what am I saying? I like the Titans. All right. Dolphins. Bengals or Dolphins. Don't really need to explain ourselves. We're going to both pick the Dolphins. I already picked for you. We're moving on. No, actually, I'm picking the Bengals. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Jaguars, Vikings. I was picking the Dolphins, if that wasn't clear. Jaguars, Vikings. Jaguars played the Browns close, but still, they're both not great teams, but Vikings are a tier or two above Vikings. Vikings will win, but the Jaguars will be winning by halftime by a solid amount. Wow, interesting. Okay. All right. Um, Colts, Texans. You know you go ahead. I think that you're considering taking the Texans here. I think we're both having the same thought process in that, wow, Texans just came out, had a great offensive game. They might actually be onto something here. But I'm going to shoot down that thought just that the Texans were playing one of the worst defenses in the NFL and the Lions. Now they're going to one of the best defenses. Colts are just a better all-around team, despite the momentum that the Texans now have and the Colts definitely do not have after that embarrassing loss. So that means I'm still picking the Colts. All right. I'll take the Colts as well. All right. Raiders, Jets, again, don't really need to explain ourselves that much. And this Raiders one... did just put up six points. Jets put up three. So that's only, you know, three more points. That might mean something. Just kidding. I like the Raiders. Giants, Seahawks, just to make your pick easier. I think Colt McCoy will be playing instead of Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones hurt his hamstring. So I think this one's Seahawks. I want to have more interesting picks, but, I mean, what can we really do? Yeah, I mean, wow, this is a week of blowout games. Hopefully they get to say. Give me the Seahawks. No. This is a good game. On that note, we got ourselves a great game. Every NFC West matchup is a great game, I'd say. Yeah. It's going to be a highlight. Rams-Cardinals is no different. You go first. Yeah, every single one of these matchups is so good. It's funny. I look at every – like, you can make any combination of this. Every single game is good. It's crazy. All right. Cardinals-Rams. So what's your pick? I'm thinking the Rams just came off a loss. So did the Cardinals. Who's going to rebound better? I mean, if you look at it, 
And whose loss? Both of the losses were similar in that they were three point losses, relatively low scoring. And what are their records now? You know what? I'm going to pick the Rams. I think the Rams come out and win this one. And I mean, the Rams, the difference between the Rams and the Cardinals, Cardinals might have a bit more, a bit better offense, but the Rams have one of the best defenses in the NFL. I can't argue against that. They'll put, they'll put um, Kyler Murray in positions, not that great for him. Yeah, I would understand picking the Rams. I would probably pick the Rams. I'm not even going to lie. But just for the sake of being fun here, looking at the rest of these games, there's not many other games we're going to disagree on. So give me the Cardinals. Patriots, Chargers. Well, you just saw what Bill Belichick did against the more experienced Kyla Murray. So I have no reason to doubt that Bill Belichick will scheme around this Justin Herbert. Although he's having an exceptional rookie year, he's no match for the defensive scheming of Bill Belichick. Also, the Patriots are just generally a better team. I'd say so. Give me the Patriots. Um, you know what? I want to see one thing. I don't think the Patriots have won two games in a row in a long time. No, it wasn't that long ago. Never mind. That was they not just won their. Didn't they win their first two games, or did they? Whatever. I mean, that was a while. They I think they lost their first two. I'm gonna no, go no, to the no. Chargers. They definitely, they beat the Dolphins week one. I remember that, and then oh, I don't again. remember if they played Seattle week two or three. I'm gonna go against my philosophy that I said before. I'm going Chargers. I think that even though Bill Belichick's so good, it's so great at scheming up. The Chargers come and rebound after the last game. All right, Eagles, Packers, Packers. That's a no-brainer. We might be suffering from a case of thinking that whatever team just played the Bears is better than they are because of how bad the Bears are. But still, I mean, the Eagles are just terrible. The Packers are a great offense, even when they're not playing the Bears. So we got to take the Packers, and I'm saying uh-huh. we because. And they take the Packers. All right, Chiefs, Broncos. Give me the Chiefs. I mean, not really that much explaining there. Yeah, will, will Drew Locke be back though? I think so. Yeah. So I guess Maybe there is the a bit. Broncos of- can rally the troops and get something together. Who knows? But no, give me the Chiefs. I mean, I, I'm basically never going to pick against the Chiefs again, except Buccaneers, I guess. But I don't know. All right, Washington Football Team Steelers. I'm going to pick the Steelers. I mean. I, I, I'm not going to do something bold that I know I'm going to regret because it doesn't make any sense. Well, talking about the Steelers, I want to go back to Steelers Ravens because I know that my pick for Steelers Ravens is going to be wrong because you- Lamar Jackson's not playing, and I picked the Ravens. I see. So yeah, you can go pick the Steelers. Do I want to go revert it back to the Steelers? Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm picking the Steelers in that week. Do I pick Washington here? Do I pick Washington? They're pretty similar teams. Man, the Steelers just have a very easy schedule. I could see them maybe getting upset by, I mean, definitely by the Chiefs or by some other team like that in the playoffs. But for now, I think I've got to go with the Steelers. Um, yeah, I don't know why I kind of want to pick the football team, but Steelers defense is just better and their offense. Fine, I'll pick the Steelers. I surrender. Bills Niners, another great game Monday night. Oren, talk. Oh, wow. I'm going to go the Bills. The Bills are just a better team. I mean, I could see the 49ers coming out and really, like, confusing Josh Allen, but I don't think that's going to happen. Give me the Bills. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree the Bills are the better team. The Niners confuse me because I don't know what to expect. Why not? This time I'm just making my picks based on whatever you say, not based on 
what I actually think. So I guess I'm going to pick the Niners. I could justify it by saying I think the Niners match up well. They have one of the best run defenses, and they could be able to stop Josh Allen with that since you know he loves to use his legs. Honestly, I don't know about the Niners' pass defense, but I would doubt that it's terrible. I'd say it's probably on the upper half at least. So that would match up well, and um, the Niners don't have such a terrible offense themselves. Yeah. All right. Because now they're getting running backs back. Yeah. Ravens, Cowboys, Cowboys, um, Ravens don't have Lamar Jackson. So might be closer than what is expected. Yeah. But still, and definitely, I mean, I think making this pick, I might, I, should I, should we be nice to ourselves and let ourselves decide based on how RG3 performs and even maybe Trace McSorley performs tomorrow or no? No, we're going to predict right here and right now. All right, fine. The, you go first. I got to go with the Ravens just because that Ravens defense is super suffocating, um, whereas the Cowboys defense is nothing. So I think that that uh, Ravens defense can generate a lot of great opportunities for this offense. And even without a great quarterback, they can move the ball enough. I trust that coaching staff, so I want the Ravens. I don't know. I keep keep picking the Cowboys, but I'm going to do it. Wow. He suffers from the Cowboys curse. I suffer from Cowboys curse. All right. Now we talk about our dreaded bears. I don't want to talk about the bears. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. That'll be it for today. Okay. I'm just kidding. All right. What's there to talk about so much? At least this time we saw it coming. At least all the hope was drained for me at the very start of this game. I told Oren, I'm not even excited for this game. The one time I had any excitement during that entire game, Bears versus Packers, was that David Montgomery run because then it was tied for a brief that was chance. beautiful. You know what? You know what, Benjamin? You talk about him not having good speed. That was pretty good speed. Yeah, but he still got tackled. He didn't make it to the end zone. Yeah, but he got like 55 yards, and it wasn't yeah. like him and someone behind him. It's like whatever. Gi- My point is that was the one time I got excited the whole game. From there, it was just hell. I guess I was expecting it, but I still forced myself to watch that entire game. I don't know why I do this to myself. Um, man, it's sad. <laughs> it's just a sad, sad world. And we could go into all of it. I don't really want to. We can. So, Oren, I guess you can give me your breakdown. Then we'll, then we'll give a few questions here. So, I'll give a very quick breakdown. All right. Bears suck. No offense. Let's play the ball. Oh, yeah. That-, that defense gave up after three years of holding up that offense to so that they'd be good or mediocre, at least like last year, the defense is like, I can't handle it. And really, I guess a takeaway I could have, here's me interrupting you. Akeem Hicks is an absolute anchor on that defense. And it was so clear. They were talking about the announcers mentioned how there were certain plays in Matt LaFleur's playbook that he just cross out when he knew Akeem Hicks was playing. So it just allows them to do so much more. Akeem Hicks is an absolute anchor, a captain on that defense, and his miss is evident. So, so big. So I I give you a question. What do the Bears do? Fire Pace, fire Nagy, keep both, mix them around. Not mix them around, but fire one, one. What do you do? You mean right now? Right at the end of the season. Oh, at the end of the season? What, do you, what about like right now? I mean, the Bears, have, I don't think they've ever fired a midseason. Yeah, but maybe they will now, considering that they've lost the nope. last five games. They've they've had like a few five game. I was reading an article. They've had like 
Mark Tressman lost five games in a row and he was only fired at the end of the year. Like the Bears wait till the end of the year. So we're going to ask the question. Okay, 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 okay. Fire them both. Fire them both easily. All right. Ryan Pace has already picked two coaches. I'm not going to let him pick a third coach. He hasn't been able to do. Like, why would I trust a guy who's got us in this mess and not? Why would I trust the bad talent evaluator to pick yet another coach and guide us through taking another quarterback in Ryan Pace? And why would I trust Matt Nagy to go along with the process when he hasn't been able to work with this team? I say fire them both, start from scratch. Hopefully you can do it right this time. And the thing about Nagy is I think he's an average coach who has huge strengths and weaknesses. I would still fire him because you need to change the personnel. You need something different in this organization. Whether or not you think Nagy is, is, is average or not, which I think he's average, I would fire him as well. You need a new change, new culture. This defense is dominant, dominant. And if you look how – I think it was like the one of the – I think they were like the second – the defense with the second most time spent on the field. They're playing most of the game, so much of the game, yet they're still dominating. Statistically, they're still doing great. Think about it. They allow some of the least um, passing yards per game. They allow, I think, they're ninth in Russia. Yeah, I'm sure everything's going to get messed up after this game, though. But, I mean, I don't even care. If you look at them, they might be a top 10 defense statistically. But when you're playing on the field so much, I think that they're dominantly – that I think that this defense is top three in the NFL, like the way they've played this year. Top five, I would say, actually. Top five. Mm-hmm. Because they're on the field so much, and their stats show that they might be top ten, not top five. But when you're on the field so much, you're obviously going to have more stats against you. But this offense, where do you start? Montgomery's not the problem. I think Robinson's going to leave after this year. I mean, I don't really – I'm not going to say I don't really care, but I mean – if you're going to rebuild this offense, why keep Robinson? Robinson is so good. He's so good. So then why not keep But, I mean, if you're really starting from scratch and you're trying to find, like, rebuild this and rebuild that, and you have, like, bigger holes than wide receiver, which I think the Bears do, and you can find other receivers that can be, that can be used, I think Mooney will develop and be pretty good. I think Miller's fine. He's not great. He's not a great wide receiver too, but he's a solid receiver three. And I think you can sign one for seven, six million dollars in free agency. One that's okay. Have fine receivers release Jimmy Graham because the thing about Jimmy Graham is he's not going to take up that much dead cap. So what they did is they signed him two years, sixteen million dollars. I think it was. 10 million guaranteed. So if they release him next year, they only, it's only a $2 million cap hit. So they gain back $6 million, right? Yeah. Graham. I don't think they'll resign Robinson. They need an offensive line, a coach, a good draft and a quarterback. That is a lot to ask, but if they can do that, well, they are a good team. That is my problem. They won't do that. Well, because that's asking too much, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, quarterback and coach are the two hardest things to find in football, arguably. And the only good thing is that next year's draft is filled with quarterbacks. I'd say there's five to six first-round quarterbacks in that draft. If Mac yeah. keeps playing the way he is, I think he's a first-round quarterback. Well, just because there's a lot of quarterbacks doesn't mean that they're all good. I mean, one of the weakest quarterback drafts was the Mahomes-Watson-Trubisky one, and 
I can't talk about Trubisky, but Mahomes is the MVP of the league, looking like maybe even again this year. Watson is top seven, top five quarterback in the league. No, my my in terms I, of compared to like another draft with Josh Allen, Baker, Sam Darnold, those guys, and that was not as great, even if those guys are starting to develop. No, I'm not going to say necessarily that draft means that they're going to be insane, but I'm saying that in a draft where you have Mahomes, Watson, and Trubisky, I feel like all three of them were reached on besides Watson. Mahomes, Trubisky were reached on. I think Watson was picked a bit high still. And when you have a draft like like the Darnold, Allen, those ones, I don't think any of those players were done. So what I'm saying is the Bears at 16, 15 might be able to trade up to 10 and be able to get a very adequate to good quarterback, whereas that quarterback in the Mahomes watching Trubisky drafts would go top five, top seven. Got it, got it. Okay. Um, Let's move on to Bears-Lions. Yeah. Bears-Lions. All right. The Lions are as bad as the Bears. No. Yeah, they are. Yeah, probably they are. Yeah, they are. They are. But come on, who are you picking? Lions or Bears? I'm gonna pick the Bears. I don't know why I am, but I mean Trubisky, I think Trubisky's gonna start. He always does very well against the Lions, especially at home. I'm not gonna say they're necessarily gonna bounce back, but this Lions team is so bad. They just lost to the Texans. They got shut out by a backup quarterback against the Panthers. I get you can make the same argument. Will, will, will Akeem Hicks be back? I think Akeem Hicks will be back. He was a game time decision. Yeah, I was really ready to pick the the Lions in this game, but I just can't. I don't know. I could definitely see it happening, but I don't. Why do I even still have hope? I don't know. But I'm still picking the Bears for the reason that you laid out. This Lions defense is bad. Trubisky usually does well against the Lions, and the Bears defense could feast. Yeah, I think while you you can make the arguments the Bears have been getting destroyed in the weeks so of the lions i think the lions might might be even worse at least the bears lost got the, the bears lost i think by the same amount of points to the packers who are one of the best teams in the nfl the lions lost to one of the worst teams in the nfl by that same margin against the texans they lost 20 to 0 against a panthers team with a backup quarterback we lost by six against the vikings team yeah 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 you, you get my point. My point is that while the Bears and Lions are both collapsing, I think the Lions might be even worse. The Bears are getting a bit healthier with Akeem Hicks back. I'm not sure Lions get Galladay back. So, I mean, I think this game, you just have to go Lions. I mean, Bears. Sorry. All right. We're both picking the Bears. That should do it. That should do it. Bear down. Bear down, baby. I don't Bear. even want to say that anymore. So sad. Goodbye. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode of From the Den, please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform. Or if you're a Packers fan, remember to write some nasty reviews and comments. Thanks for listening and bear down.